Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Welcome back to our morning Bible study with the day of prayer. We are glad and blessed to have you with us this morning as we continue to study God's word together. But before we jump into the word, let's take a moment to pray and ask the Lord into our midst. Shall we? Yes, we shall. Lord, we just thank you for today and for another opportunity to gather as sisters and brothers in Christ, Lord, in your name to study your word, to help and edify each other, Lord, build them up and admonish where necessary, Lord, and to walk together with each other, Lord. And I just thank you for your Holy Spirit that you send into our midst, Lord. And I ask that you administer to each and every person their needs, Lord, in that unique way, Lord. And I ask that our listeners will be able to receive the message that you have for them today, Lord, and that they are blessed and they prosper at school or at work, Lord, wherever it is that you have called them to be today, Lord. And I just plead the blood of Jesus over them, Lord, and blessings in your name, Lord, that they will prosper and that they will have an excellent day, Lord, full of your joy of you, God. And I just thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, welcome, everybody, as we continue our study in Romans and the Lord uh, revealed some more stuff and put some more things on people's hearts. So we are going to actually go over again um, in chapter 27, verses 13 through 25. All right. So can I get a volunteer to read that, please? I will. All right. Charles. Has then what is good become death to me? Certainly not. But sin, that it might appear sin, was producing death in me through what is good, so that sin through the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For what I have been doing I do not understand, for what I will to do that I do not practice, but what I hate that I do. If then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law that it is good. But now it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good I do not find. For the good that I will to do, I do not do, but the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Now if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. I find then a law that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into the captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. So as we were discussing yesterday, Paul is talking about sin and how it makes us captive. When we sin, we are then slaves to sin, right? But yes. as we were pointing out, verse 18 and 25 especially, uh, I'll say 24 and 25, Paul begins to um, set up 
the discussion, and of course through the leading of the Holy Spirit is how he sets up this discussion, for chapter 8, which is known as the Life in the Spirit chapter, which is, oh, and in doing so, he also is pointing out Christ is the one that has set us free from the law of sin and death, right? Yes. Yes. So, and he does this in a number of different places. He, right? We went, yesterday we went over Galatians 5, about the life in the Spirit, of course. But he's, it's not the only time he says it, right? He says it in places like 1 Corinthians 15, 57, right? Where he specifically talks about um, death and the, the law of sin and death. But then in 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty seven, he specifically says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, All right? The same thing you see here in Romans seven twenty five. He is pointing everyone, Jew, Greek, or Jew and Gentile, to Christ, which is where our redemption and salvation comes from. And and our sonship or our ability to be joint heirs with Christ. And then with that, I want to turn it over to Kamisha first before we open the floor to, to everyone to share what the Holy Spirit is or what else the Holy Spirit has spoken and ministered to, to your hearts and ask any questions you have. Because you started a thought yesterday, honey. So uh, I want to turn it over to you so you can, you know, if you would, please recap that thought and then continue with how the Holy Spirit was leading you. Sure. Um, I was actually touching on what you had started in um, John chapter 8 and looking with and comparing that to verse 25 of Romans chapter 7. And so we were talking about spiritual sonship versus natural sonship. Mm -hmm. And looking at that in relationship to our lives as, as human beings, as people who are pursuing Jesus Christ, as we're talking about these terms in the flesh and in the spirit and the law of the flesh and or the law of sin and death and the law of Moses, all of these different things, it's important that we categorize them appropriately, but also perceive them for what they actually are. So um, we were talking in John chapter 8, verses 37 through 47, where Jesus was talking to um, the, the people that were listening to him and um, people of Israel that were listening to him. And he was talking about um, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. That's verse 34. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. And he was basically trying to help these people understand and tell them that you're living your life based on a natural standpoint that really doesn't hold water in the mm -hmm. grand scheme of what is life itso itself, which is eternity. It doesn't hold water to go, I'm Abraham's seed in the natural. I'm his descendant in the natural. So when Jesus talks to him, talks to the people in verse 37, he says, I know that you're Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. So it's going, you're, you're related to him genetically flesh wise but in your heart your inward man has no knowledge or understanding of who god is mm -hmm. and um the the life that was inside of abraham is not in you the life and the the love for jesus christ the love for god the willingness to do what god requires is not truly in you you will take things um 
for rote as a, you know, repeating things in vain repetition because you learned it this way and then you'll hold a standard over other people and um, to exclude them, but your heart is not truly worshiping the Lord. Um, and double down on that, which you see in verses 39 and 40, right? Right. No, still repeating the, no, we're children of Abraham. And then, so Christ, you would do the works of Abraham, but you're seeking to kill me, right? Someone who has heard from God. And, and no, he's, so he's drawing the, the difference there. Mm-hmm. Abraham didn't do these works which still further builds upon what he said in verse 36, right? If the son, pointing to himself, Jesus as Christ, as the Messiah, if the mm-hmm. son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Mm-hmm. And verse 41 says, you do the deeds of your father. Then they said to him, we were not born of fornication. So they're still thinking in the natural, why God's talking to them. And he, Jesus is talking about spiritual because that's what matters. Who you are, who your parents are physically today has very little relevance. When you go to heaven, you're not going to be under any other authority but his. All authorities will be done away with. So the sonship that is of value is that of the spiritual being the children of God. And so let's, let's continue reading in verse 42 of uh, John chapter 8. It says, Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me for I proceeded forth and came from God, nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. You are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. But because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? And if I tell you the truth, why do you, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears God's words. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. And then they, they keep going, you know, back and forth and things and accusing God. But of course, Jesus is always right. But he's trying to bring to their perspective. There are there's a spiritual sonship and being a child of God. And then there is the natural So as we're looking back at Romans chapter seven, verse 25, it says, I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. So we were talking about what does that mean being in the flesh versus being in the spirit? When we come to Christ, our inward man, our spirit man is is made alive and he's renewed to God. But the flesh has still been conditioned by the environment that they're in. And I brought up the part about John chapter 8 to help us see there, there's a dual dynamic happening. The spirit and the natural. The natural is with the natural. The natural produces natural things. A mother and father come together to produce children. That's a natural thing. But a spiritual thing is what is produced after the Holy Spirit. What is produced after God. And that likewise produces spiritual things. So when he's talking about, um, but with the flesh, the law of sin, he's talking about his instinctual reactions. How can I know God on the inside? Like in my head, I'm trying to do what God wants, but yet what comes out of me by instinct is still something that's ungodly. And then if we, we look at Romans chapter 12, In the first couple verses, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, 
which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That is how we line up and bring into complete order the fullness of our being so that we are fully walking in and stepping into being children of God. Renewing our mind, that is. That's what I'm referring to. How do we replace our carnal and ungodly instinctual reactions and behaviors that have been imparted to us both as of the sin nature that came in through sin in the in the garden but also from the environment that we were brought up in and environments that were not cultivated by the things of God any time that we spent in life outside of being in our our salvation relationship with Jesus cultivates instinctual reactions that are opposite of God and that would war against his reactions to get spiritual reactions. You have to cultivate that time in the spirit. And that is called renewing the mind and the, the scriptures and chapter eight, just skipping ahead for just a moment says in verse 14, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And verse 15 says, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. So that life that is on the inside of us that came as a result of our connection to Jesus Christ and renewing our life and commitment with him and our, our spirit man, the new creation coming forth has to be cultivated and developed, right? And we develop that by spending time in the word. We develop that by when we have it within our power, do what God asked us to do. When it was, when is it not in our power? Haha, <laughs> good question. Never. But as you grow, as you learn to do by studying the word in time with the Lord, and it comes to you to know what's right to do in a situation, doing it every time cultivates that spiritual um, being guided by the spirit that the Lord was talking about and replacing those fleshly and carnal instincts with what the word of God says. You know, Kamisha, it, I'm, I'm having a thought as you're saying this, um, and it's it's almost as if um, the Israelites really wanted a king, but they wanted it fashioned after their own fleshly thoughts, really it, kind of in essence to execute and enforce the old law or the old covenant. And they were missing that. The, the king they were looking for, the, the promised king mm -hmm. that was coming, was not what they envisioned. It was the promised king of the new covenant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which was complete Because with the new covenant, mm -hmm. to dismiss the old covenant mm -hmm. in that. That's yep. what it's, as you were saying that, it was because you're connecting that to John 8, where you were just were, just mm -hmm. seemed to me that was really what their problem was. And he didn't fit the mold, but the mold really was. I mean, that's the, that was the problem to begin with, right? We want a king. Give us a king. Like mm -hmm. all the other lands so have. So that, like sin, else. That, that sin of that desire of us wanting to be in control of it the way we want to be in control of it. Mm -hmm. and, and you see actually Samuel explain that to the people before he gives them what they wanted, which, of course, he had to prove on the Lord. Okay, if you want this, if you continually are asking for it, the Lord allowed it to happen. But Samuel explained to the people, this was never how it was meant to be. I'm paraphrasing, of course, but but he explains how it was supposed to be with them, which is how it is supposed to be for us today, which is, is a spiritual thing, not a natural thing. But but Israel at that time, 
mm-hmm. right? Under Samuel, right? Um, if you will, being the last judge of Israel, right? In the, before uh, King Saul, he, he told the people, no, this is, this is what it's supposed to look like, but you want to be like all the other nations. You want to look like all the other nations. You want to bring a spiritual thing down and confine it in a fleshly and a, a humanistic. And that's what I mean by fleshly in that term. So we use those terms interchangeably. Your your physical dirt meat mm-hmm. sack, if you will, your your hands that go and touch things and hold things and you know, your nose that smells and the hair on your head in and of itself is doing nothing wrong. So there is a flesh that's literal, your flesh and blood body. In and of itself, it's it's neither here nor there. It's here to do a certain task. But when we're talking about um, living according to the flesh, that's a spiritual dynamic. That is a an unwillingness to perceive what God wants to do, but instead insist upon bringing and um, and I'll say usurping or inserting a human will above God's way of doing things. So. When we use those terms, you have to listen for context to know if we're talking about your physical body, which is flesh and blood and bone, or we're talking about the the spiritual dynamic of being fleshly or carnal versus or carnally minded, fleshly minded in your actions and your deeds versus being spiritually minded. So um, what you were saying, Dean, God asked them to operate on a higher level and they kept trying to bring it back, bring it back down to what they could hold with their hands, what they could control, what they could manipulate, what they could anticipate and calculate (laughs) all these, all these words, (laughs) anticipate, calculate. Um, But even back to Romans chapter seven, verse 23, it says, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. So that, that dynamic and that wrestling back and forth is going, are we going to come up to God's way? Or are we going to try to make it be what we've always known or what we think it should be? Or we are inserting or asserting our own will, our own mindset, our own perspective above that, which God has. So, well, thanks for bringing us back. There. I, I, that's where I want to kind of jump in. Oh, okay, go ahead. Into this section, so it's a great place to to look at it. So, um, you know, as we aspire to that, we um, have to rightly look at ourselves. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, for me, a lot of times, um, uh, it's interesting. I, I'm 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 teaching now at a, a trade school, mm-hmm. and um, my students uh, took their first really big test. They had taken other tests, but they took their first big test, and they they rushed through it and they failed it. All of them failed it. Mm. And and I, I had to I pull them aside and I said, but we need, I need to remind you, I gave you some tactics for taking this test. And it was making sure that a lot of times going through the possible answers and determining what can't be the answer mm-hmm. was more important than what could be the answer. Mm-hmm. So you see what you're left. And so um, in my own life and how I'm wired, I have to remind myself what this isn't, right? So what this section isn't, this isn't, a a club that Paul is wielding to condemn us or make us feel bad. Mm-hmm. It is just like what he was saying and emphasizing in what the law did. The law exposed so that we could see, and now we can take that thought captive to Christ. So, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I just finished reading Romans um, in a different Bible plan, and I'm in First Corinthians now. And I was I've been using the Passion Translation, and mm-hmm. I think I've shared with you guys. I've been getting a lot from that. And it even hit me earlier this morning in my time that this is, um, Paul is, is really, his heart here is, 
like a father or maybe a big brother. I mean, he talks about fathering some people in mm-hmm. the faith, mm-hmm. but I think he's really like a big brother. Like I, I, I love my brother. I love my sister so much. I just want to guide them. I don't want them to trip up mm-hmm. where I've tripped up. And if you, if you, if you put that lens on, as you read these sections, that's what you'll see. You won't see somebody condemning you. Just saying, look, when this happens, when you see this, that's your trigger. That's your, mm-hmm. that's your sign, right? God, give me a sign. Give me a sign. If you would just give me a sign. <laughs> well, he is. But mm-hmm. you're not rightly interpreting what those signs are. Mm-hmm. So look at this as a way to like illuminate mm-hmm. the things that you have authority that you have the right and you have the capability through the power of Christ and the Holy Spirit living in you to do something about, not Mm -hmm. to be upset because you did it. Because this is an ongoing battle as we're being perfected, as we're walking out our faith, as we're becoming more Christ-like. And on this side of eternity, it's, a, it's not a destination. You're never going to reach there. So embrace it as something to look forward to. Oh, i got something new to learn today. i got something mm-hmm. more to, to grow in. Amen. And don't let the enemy take this and be something that beats you up. You know, mm-hmm. The enemy looks for great ways. And we, we have lots of wonderful Christians that share with us things that sound good but actually beat us up. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that... Um, kind of strikes me was um, I, I heard a radio station doing a, um, a giving a give-a-thons and all this. And, okay. And, uh-huh. and, and uh-huh. You, they're responsible to do what God has called them to do. Right. Amen. right. So I, I cannot say whether what they're doing is right or wrong. I don't mean to come across as that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they shared a story where we need to share a story to encourage you. Mm-hmm. Little Lily saved up $25 and gave it. And then they interview little Lily and she just said I just felt like I could save $25 and I could give it and I know that that would encourage other people and so then they start having all these interviews in the background playing of other people who said I heard Lily's story and I wanted to give too and if Lily can give I can give and I'm like gosh I guess that's okay y'all need to y'all need to take that through but what it sounded like to me in moment was that People had lost sight of the fact that it's the Holy Spirit to direct us, mm-hmm. right? And so I want to tie that together because this ministry is doing some wonderful things, and I'm I'm so excited to be part of it. But I'm also excited to be part of your life, Kamisha, and your life, John, and the children's lives. And and I know your heart, and I know that you want to reach as many people. And just like a big brother and big mm-hmm. sister, or mother and father, because I get to see y'all act as mother and father all the time, <laughs> with with confronting the things in your children, um. And not giving them a chance to grow when they shouldn't grow. Mm. Because you love them so much. Because you see these things before they're capable of seeing them. And you pour into them and you feed Mm -hmm. them. And it's just wonderful. And so this ministry does operate off of gifts and giving. And so I would just ask you to to see if the Holy Spirit is speaking in that. If he is, we'd, we'd love to have your support. It would be great. But only... If the Holy Spirit's guiding you, that's it's, the and that's all. So there's that's never, amen. there's never an ask from this ministry mm-hmm. for money. There's never going to be a, you know, you need to look at your checkbook and see if you really love Jesus. I mean, that's not absolutely, no, absolutely, absolutely but not. But there's that's, people yeah. that unintentionally yeah. send messages that I'm not sure are consistent with Scripture. Again, I'm not attacking any of the ministry because mm-hmm. they're accountable to God, and I don't know, do and I don't know what the Holy Spirit sharing with them. You to do. Yes, but I always want to on your behalf. Okay. Just ask the listeners to say, please consider if the Holy Spirit's asking you to share something. Mm-hmm. If he is, please please do so. We would mm-hmm. appreciate those gifts and offerings. Certainly appreciate prayers. Mm-hmm. But we also want you to reach out to us mm-hmm. in ways Amen. that we can minister to you. We also want you to reach out to us in ways that if you haven't seen in our dialogue and the way that we communicate with each other, we're constantly challenging. And 
you know, there's a lot of things I say, and a lot of times John says, yes, and, and then he just moves in, like, and he doesn't go, you know, Dean, you kind of missed that one, and he just gently loves me to tell me when, you know, when I'm um, maybe not perceiving the scripture the right way, and for those of you who can't tell by listening, I am um, a few years older than John, and, and, and we don't have to be older or younger we just have to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us in that. So if, if, if there's anything that's being said or taught that you don't understand, you don't agree with. And maybe we need some correction and some guidance. So, you know, um, at least I know I, I often do, so I, I'm open to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So please give us some feedback. Please take a moment to, to go to the mm-hmm. website at adayofprayer.org and leave some comments, leave some information, um, listen to these podcasts, share them. Let us know if there's any way we can make them better, make them uh, uh, clearer for you. Um, if you want to reach out to us, you can uh, directly you can reach out at adayofprayer at yahoo.org, I mean yahoo.com by email to email us and there's an open invitation to join us we do we do regular sunday worship and we also uh you're welcome to join us potentially in the podcast so if you're going to be anywhere in the region where we are which is southampton roads or southeastern virginia wherever it is just reach out by email let us know we'd love to have you join us we appreciate you and uh god bless you Mm -hmm. amen thank you brother Uh, thank you for that and I love what you said about the the father or big brother piece, right? Because it goes to what Charles was saying uh, in the previous podcast, right? Where he says uh, what the Lord was talking to him was about how Paul is addressing how he didn't hasn't arrived yet. He still has these things he's facing in the natural, in the flesh, in his flesh. He's still dealing with it. And at the same time, he's encouraging others. And you were talking about how, you know, he's not clubbing people. You know, with with scripture and with the Bible and with the word, uh, right? At which that in and of itself, right? Scripture tells us we should be careful how we hear, mm-hmm. right? It matters. So we can actually see or hear the heart of the message that's being sent, right? Mm-hmm. So you brought that up today. Um, Charles brought it up yesterday, I believe, uh, or previous podcasts of... Um, how no we've not arrived yet we're all growing and moving and you know being conformed to the image of christ mm-hmm. and, but he's also has as a, a father or as a, a an older brother right and, well one thing first the change in him on that and being able to articulate hey look i've not arrived yet should speak volumes because he was a pharisee of pharisees all right and clearly you see what the pharisees were about in jesus time which exactly what you were saying it was clubbing it was this is the law and you know all but beating people over the head with scripture dominating and controlling except exactly. for there were some that did love god there were truly, yes after the spirit worshiping him in spirit and in truth and, and they believed on god mm-hmm. and and some however though would not confess which is mm-hmm. why jesus said you're unless your righteousness is greater than that of the pharisees Whereas, mm-hmm. and i don't say this to condemn the pharisees this is for us for today right we've not arrived Mm-hmm. We're all moving and growing and right and being conformed to the image of Christ. Mm-hmm. And with that, we are helping point each other to Christ. Mm-hmm. He's the answer. He's the our Lord and Savior and and everything. In him we have our life and our being and every possible thing. Mm-hmm. All the, the blessings and the promises of God and and the covenant and 
everything is contained within him. Mm-hmm. And before we leave for today, I do want to just take a peek at verse one of chapter eight that says, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Re- reaffirming what you just said and confirming Dean that Paul, but the Holy Spirit speaking through him is not trying to beat us up. He's trying to draw us to him. And, you know, I, I was I'm thinking of myself in my natural relationships. If I get all dressed up and I think I'm all pretty, but my lipstick is on my teeth or my hair is crooked, you know, like my ponytail is off to one side and things like that. And I really don't look as good as I think I do, but I looked a little, little crazy or strange. I would want someone who loves me to tell me, mommy, um, your ponytail's to the side or um, sweetheart, you have lipstick on your teeth. You got some spinach in your teeth. <laughs> you know, something. I would want that. You know, what man wouldn't want his friend to go, hey, man, your fly's down. <laughs> before he parades Address on stage. Address the issue, right. Address right? the issue before everyone else before sees it. Before he goes on stage presenting himself, thinking he's dressed. So the scriptures here help us come before God. And when we think, we look good, Jesus, we're coming for you. And he's like, oh, wait, let me hold the mirror up. Let's get the spinach out of your teeth. Come before me and present yourself correctly. So that way, when you do come, you won't be ashamed. I want God, tell me now. (laughs) Don't wait till I get there and there's no more choices. Tell me now before it's too late. So I can make those necessary corrections. And there's no one who loves us more than him. There's no more compassionate father or friend through our, than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit and God, our father. So never hear his word as condemnation, but only as encouragement and guidance that is good for us and produces what he will be pleased with and what we will ultimately find joy in and restoration and be pleased with. Amen. And so let's pause there for today. So with that, can I get someone to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, promise. Lord, just thank you for coming into our midst and just telling us when we've done something wrong and just helping us. Mm-hmm. Lord, I also just thank you for making us inside of your image and while well, we're not a faulty creation, that everything that you've made is good. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Oh, we love you. God bless you all. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.